0: Ellen.
1: Yeah. Well, I won't waste any time. You know almost every sicko in this city. Shake him down.
2: Do what you have to do to get a lead on this maniac.
0: If I find him.
2: Do what you do best.
1: And try not to waste the wrong guy, huh? But then again, what do you care?
0: Okay, let's
2: right go. let right go.
1: Hello and welcome. Welcome and hello. This is Wait You Haven't Seen. It's a show where we talk about movies and specifically we talk about a movie at least one of us has never seen before. I'm your host Travis aka TV's Travis. This is episode number 254 and our movie this week is the 1986 Sylvester Stallone led Cobra and here to talk with me me, with me about it. They had seen it. I had not. It's Stephen Izzy from everything I learned from movies. How are you two?
2: Hey, everybody doing great. How about you, Travis?
1: I am doing quite well, actually. Uh, so all right, Cobra. You brought this one to me. You mentioned it. Uh, you wanted to talk about it. So what? I want to get Steve. I'll start with you. What's your history with Cobra?
2: Oh, gee. Um, I feel like I watched it as a kid when it came out on VHS once, but it was one that was like always on, like the edited version was on TV and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because I was like five when it came out, right? Sure. Um. And yeah, it, uh, it's fantastic. It's a goddamn... It, it's a cinematic masterpiece. Thank you, Canon Pictures and Sylvester Stallone for going above and beyond.
1: Right. I, I After having seen it now, uh, yeah, I have some thoughts. Izzy, how about you? What's your history with Cobra? When
2: did you first see it? Maybe hey, when was your first time watching Cobra?
0: Oh, um... I think this is... the. I don't remember exactly the first time I've seen this movie. I think this is one of those ones that was like on... TNT when I was homesick from school one day, and I remember very distinctly thinking, like watching it and going, "Ooh, the bad guy is the uh, alien manhunter from X Files." I made it. you'll
2: Brian Thompson.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: excellent. um So I had not seen this, and it wasn't really. There was no reason for it. It just sort of wasn't one that because I had a lot of movies growing up that I watched. This wasn't one of them. I, I guess my dad just wasn't. Uh, that big of a Stallone fan. And so we didn't have it. Now, I watched a lot of Rocky specifically for growing up. Um, and I've seen a lot of other Stallone stuff, but for whatever reason, this one wasn't one of them. And I just kind of never got around to it. Um, yeah. So when you brought it up, I thought, well, this is a perfect opportunity. And uh, I have my first thing after finishing some, mo- this movie was why the hell did I wait so long to see this?
2: Exactly. Yeah. It is. It's, it's 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 fantastic. It's I don't know, like, like my, my, my dad was a cop around the same time, too. So I'm sure he watched it like the one time and was like, all right, well, this isn't like, accurate at all. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And my dad, you know, my dad had the aviators. He was the oh. you know, he was a good foot and a half taller than Stallone is. But true. <laughs> Yeah, that, but like, that he's like, oh, that's, that's not how it really is. <laughs> it's just a bunch of shooting them up, which normally he'd be like, cool, but he saves that for Predator, you know? Yeah. Sure. Yeah.
1: Go for the outlandish ones. Right. Um,
2: yeah. yeah the, the loose interpretation of the law. Um, <laughs> <in this> movie, <laughs> you know, might,
0: I'm sorry. You mean. Blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah, uh, that wouldn't come for another ten years. The loot didn't happen for ten more years. But uh,
2: in America, there's a robbery every eleven seconds.
1: So that was the thing, right? It kicks off like immediately with that that monologue in Stallone, and I was just like, "Oh, I know, I know exactly what we're getting here. This is already going so hard, and it doesn't need to." Um, and I was like, oh, "Perfect,
0: no. it needs to." Well, this movie needs to go hard.
1: And so one of the things I was thinking of watching this is this for me after watching it now feels like Stallone's Commando, right? Like cuz like Commando came out and it's not it's not Schwarzenegger's best movie. And it's not as most what? popular, it's not the one that people will talk about first. But Commando awesome. is awesome. Right? There's just something about Commando yeah. and the ridiculousness of it. Like it's not Predator, it's not so Terminator. It's- but it's so dumb and so much fun.
2: It, it's him carrying a tree over his shoulder, and then cut to him feeding a deer. That's right. what a commando. Is. Oh, exactly, and
1: and that's what this oh, so feels your name like. Is
2: John Matrix. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the but Matrix, you hacked
1: th- this. That's what this one feels like to me. Is like like Stallone doing his own kind of commando, where it is pretty ridiculous. It is way over oh, the yeah. top. It is completely outlandish and it's so much fun because of that. Like it works because he's taking it so seriously. Cause I did read that this idea for him started when he got cast as Axel Foley in uh Beverly Hills cop yeah, initially.
2: Beverly Hills cop.
1: And yeah. then he like rewrote the whole script and Paramount was like, uh, no. And so they went in a different <laughs> <They're> direction <cute. laughs> and he basically took that and, and morphed it into Cobra. And I kind of like that. I, I can't picture him, especially in the mid 80s. I cannot picture him as uh, Axel Foley. It's hard to divorce um, Eddie Murphy from that role. But like, well,
2: I mean, you think of the humor of Eddie Murphy in that film and then mm-hmm. the humor of Sylvester Stallone in this movie where he's, you know, cutting pizza with scissors <laughs> and going on like his type five about health foods like Oh man, you do those those fries? You get life preserver out there because they're drowning that ketchup.
1: (laughs) I actually had a note right before he said that of like, "Would you like some fries with your ketchup?" And then he goes into talking about. I was like, "Okay, well, these jokes write themselves." Obviously, Um, it's just (laughs) ah, it's it's so dumb and it's so much fun because he's so serious about it, yet. There has to be some tongue and cheek going on. Like Stallone has to realize how oh, dumb it is. Um, yeah, and then on top of that, too, they're they're doing a lot of like they're they're standing on the shoulders of something like Dirty Harry, but almost almost a parody of that, but not quite. Right.
2: Exact I was gonna say, like, it's crank up to eleven, and then, like, yeah. I mean, like, this is a little too far, guys. It's kind of like, everybody likes their Second Amendment, and <laughs> oh, just put the criminals back out on the streets, and it's like, yeah, but. Right.
1: Um. I mean, even going so far as to bringing in Andrew Robinson and um. Oh, hell, what, what was his name? Uh, Renny Santoni, who were in the first Dirty Harry. Right. Andrew Robinson was. The Scorpio, oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah was in it too. That's right.
1: Uh, and Santori was a cop named Gonzalez, so uh, he plays yeah. a cop named Gonzalez here. In uh, reading about yeah, it,
0: just because he's ethnically ambiguous,
1: that's fair. <laughs> um, in in reading about the movie too, apparently the original ending had Detective Monty be like behind the whole group, the whole cult. And... So yeah,
2: yeah, the original version was like like an extra forty five minutes. And throughout this movie, it's totally like, okay, yeah, this guy's obviously behind it because every single time it's like Uh, for example there's the whole big car chase where he's chased by like two cars and they drive through the town and Mm -hmm. jumping out of parking lots and crashing into boats and shit right Yeah. and then afterwards you know it's like like I said there's more than one of them and it's like that's absolutely ridiculous why would you even say something like like, because there was two cars and at least one person each of the cars plus you know The littered of corpses all over town that I've leave at the holidays.
0: Two cars, okay, Stallone.
2: That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, the- yeah,
0: yeah, you're saying this guy has two cars. Like, yeah.
2: What is it, man? yeah, yeah. So I'm just pulling
0: DMV records for everybody in the tri-state area with two cars. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, in California. I don't get it.
1: It, it also plays into like Andrew, that. like Andrew Robinson is an actor who, when he appears in something, you don't trust him, right? Like,
2: oh, absolutely. <laughs> Hellraiser. Yep. Uh, fucking uh, Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Oh my God. I, you Garrick don't trust Garrett at God. all.
1: Yeah, but you don't, you don't trust him. So <laughs> when I see Andrew Robinson, I'm like, okay, so he's a bad guy. And then for that to not end up going that way. Uh,
0: you don't trust the gas station uh, dressmaker in DS9?
1: <laughs> no, no.
0: station.
1: But like, I, I do the same thing with Anthony Hopkins, right? Ever since I've seen, uh, you know, him as Hannibal Lecter, it's ones. just, he's not, yeah. <laughs> I can't trust him. I'm waiting for it to happen. So, you know, there's that, but.
2: He, he's watching the world's fastest Indian just waiting for that period you know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pretty much. The second hand, uh, was he in it second hand lions?
2: Just no. people, but the yeah. Lemon trees, but now eat those kids.
1: It's going yeah. to happen. Is, uh, you just know
0: it. This was Steve's problem with, um, Oh my god, my brain just froze up on the movie. <laughs> um, never mind. I'm done. <laughs> okay, uh... Oh god. The... That's
1: all right. It'll come back to you in five what? minutes and you what about can. What
0: happened with the right Butler? Um,
1: uh, oh, I'm not sure.
0: It was toast. It was, it had like three or four villains and Steve couldn't figure out who Oh, was. Oh, Geostorm. Geostorm. Yeah, because oh. yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> like,
2: well, Ed Harris is in this movie. Obviously, he's the bad guy. But
0: then again, so is Andy
2: Garcia.
1: Oh, yeah. And yeah. Gerard
2: Butler's the main character, but he has a brother who I think is a dick in 21 or is, <laughs> that, uh, that across the universe, he wasn't particularly awesome. I don't know.
1: And, it, it, you know, yeah, I, Geostorm. Yeah. I feel bad because, like, by all accounts, Andrew Robinson's a really nice guy. And he's, a, he's great. I love him and stuff. But it's just I just keep waiting for him to be the villain. So to not have him do that and let it just. But you mentioned how the original cut of this was 40 minutes longer. I wish we could ever see that. It's kind of like seeing the, uh, the extended cut of something like Event Horizon. It just I don't think yes, it's ever going to happen.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we need the blood orgy.
2: Yeah. but like
0: Where 40 and you know
2: character problem. development of any sort you
0: well know Stallone has no problem taking fans off for a movie
1: that's true <laughs> uh but like 40 more minutes <laughs> yeah, in I'm this. trying to
2: infiltrate this gang because
1: <laughs> 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 there was I guess like more stuff with the photographer Dan who has the the sleaziest line in this entire movie I may have captured that to play later um because it that made sounds. me feel icky uh but like to have you know the the whole backstory with the the night slasher because he's I mean Brian Thompson is great but he's pretty cari- okay. oh, he's Brian a caricature best, but oh. like
0: oh I just realized there's definitely got to be a love making scene between Stallone and Brian Thompson in this movie because we know Brian Thompson will kiss another guy on screen oh
2: okay. <laughs> there's this wonderful movie out there called. She uh, was it hired to kill or hard to kill. Hard
0: to kill. I hard believe. to kill.
2: Where uh, there's a scene of Brian Thompson kissing Oliver Reed. And Interesting. that's, like, the, <laughs> the least weird thing about that action huh. movie. Uh, guys, check see, it out. That to actually
0: makes sense by the time he the yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: he, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's trying to prove to Oliver Reed, who's obviously the bad guy, because he's Oliver Reed. They're right. like, oh, no, this. Oh, boy, I, I'm being yes. sincere. I'm proving my loyalty. Mwah. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Um, oh, it's like a good, no, like, three no Mississippi further questions. kiss.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you hear her crashing in our background, we constantly are having to let our dog in and out because Mister Sushi is an asshole.
1: <laughs> that's all right. No, no worries there. Um, but yeah, we'll Brian Thompson. Mister Sushi. <laughs> Brian Thompson's great though for for this role. Like, and this was kind of his first big thing, right? I don't think. I mean, he had been in stuff before this movie, but this was.
0: Well, I mean, he was in Hard Kill where he kisses Oliver Reed.
1: Yeah, and he was one of the punks
0: that.
1: in Terminator. The first Terminator.
0: Oh, he was Shao Kahn. Yeah. yeah. That's right. In uh,
2: Mortal Kombat Annihilation. He's yeah. in uh, uh we don't
1: we don't yeah, talk about man, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Um Sorry? we don't talk about Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That movie that movie was Why not? Rough. uh it's that, a was, thing, right? that was that was rough. It was hard for me to get through that one. We don't talk um, about the
2: CGI, we can talk about the rest. <laughs>
1: Uh, the Johnny but,
2: Cage cameo. No.
1: <laughs> but yeah, Brian Thompson, the thing I like about Brian Thompson is he has such a unique look to him and you, you know who he really is know. immediately. There's just some, it's the way it's not, he's not ugly. He just that unique. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with Izzy and that I remember him as the alien Manhunter in X-Files. Like that's the first thing that pops in my head when I see him, uh, in anything.
0: It was such a good character I mean
1: it was and he can do because of his look and that jawline and the fact that you know he's 62 and he's he's well built he can play those uh like silent types really well he doesn't have to speak but then when he does he's got such a commanding voice too so
0: it's yeah, just one of that, those he's got almost a spirit like Un- unworldly voice that like even when he plays silent characters like when he grunts and stuff it almost doesn't even sound human
2: right if, if you want another movie where Brian Thompson actually gets to talk quite a bit because he's a wizard Dr. <laughs> Mordred yes oh. it, it's basically Doctor a Dr. Strange movie but uh, they lost the rights. Roger uh, Corman. Uh, what was it? No, uh, was it Corman or was it, um
0: yeah, Roger Full Corman. Moon. I believe it was, it's Roger Corman. Yeah, yeah
2: one of them. Lost, they lost the rights. And so they're basically like, well, if we just change it to Mordred, it's the same thing. And it's Jeff Coombs <laughs> as a, uh, oh, as, right. as Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, I remember hearing about that one. Sure I haven't, to I, I'll have to look for it because I, I know I've heard of it, I've never watched it. Um, I also remember he had a small role in I Love Dragonheart. Um, and he was in oh, that, yeah, he was one yeah. of he was a character in there, but he, you're right. He has that otherworldly voice. Like when he, his voice is so, so deep, so bottom heavy that it doesn't sound right at times. Like it doesn't sound like a human voice almost. Um, and then I yeah. loved to, his monologue at the end. How many times did he call him pig in that final scene? Pig.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, at least eight, I mean, it pig. was pig-ity, pig, 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 piggity.
1: Yeah. It was just constantly, um, <laughs>
2: He was great. Imagine him like ordering a burger at McDonald's or something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Uh Lee Garlington as Nancy Stahl, she was creepy as all hell. Um Yeah. The thing with her is I knew some like as I'm watching this, I'm like, okay, there's somebody is involved with the police. And then when they just cut to her sitting there looking up info, I'm like, oh, so that's how they know everything. Okay. That's cool.
2: That was easy. (laughs) Yeah. and then and then throughout the movie like is someone on the inside it's got to be slipping them information and only four people know about it the three of us and uh hey where's that chick at
0: yeah yeah <laughs> i i do just want to take stop and take a moment to appreciate since we nice. are everything learn for movies where we review bad movies and good beer we got a very special beer oh that's right we got ourselves some sob son of a baptist nice. coffee stout with cocoa nibs
2: from Epic Brewing in Salt Lake City, Utah.
0: 80% Woo. alcohol by volume.
2: Nice.
1: That sounds really you good. drinking anything on your intro? I am not tonight. Uh, I had a little little bit last night, so uh, I'm good. <laughs> Plus, I got I to work. Even
2: after morning. all the advertising for Pepsi in the movie?
1: Holy cow, was <laughs> there court. some product placement in this movie. <laughs>
2: It was, it
0: was fun to see the old labels again, though. Like, oh, yeah. You remember when Pepsi wasn't all blue and 7-Eleven mm-hmm. didn't look like it was going to attack you?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had the the old Coors cans uh, in the beginning when he grabs the can of beer, cracks one open. Um, yeah, he's... you remember
0: when Coors was beige?
1: <laughs> yeah, vaguely. Um, <laughs> there was so much product though. I mean, placement, it still tastes
0: though. beige, but... <laughs>
1: It all, yeah, it definitely tastes beige. That's a good way to put uh, put it. Uh, but I was surprised to see both Pepsi and Coke. that one I wasn't ready like you,
2: you got to get all them advertising dollars. I right? guess yeah. yeah. well, you know, Canon needed money,
1: right <laughs> they uh, they They needed all the money they could get. This was because um, Canon produced this with Warner Brothers. They had a two- picture deal with Stallone, so they did this, and then one that I had seen before, which is over the top came out the next year Um, and neither one did enough money and uh, Canon ended up what folding probably five or six years later. Like, it didn't last very long because oh,
0: this wasn't the this wasn't the reason they folded though this I mean, wasn't, was horrible.
1: no but it didn't help <laughs> like
2: it was masters of the universe yeah well, it's because it's they, they were for
0: s- selling movies uh they didn't have the they 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 weren't gonna make and yeah oh
2: yeah
1: no there's lots of reasons but like this this didn't help it because they they spent 25 million dollars making this movie which is very little today, but that's a fairly sizable budget for 1986. And mm-hmm. like the movie wasn't it went
2: like straight up alone, right?
1: Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah. And you know, it, the movie wasn't a flop. Uh, it was, it had a big opening weekend. It was like a $12 million opening weekend. Again, you got to adjust that for 30 something years ago. Um,
2: yeah. But like, yeah, back when pictures were nickel, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You could, uh, and you tied an onion on your belt. <laughs> Cause that was the style at the time. Um,
2: exactly <laughs>
1: but like it made fifty million in the u s like a hundred and sixty I think worldwide, so it wasn't a flop, it just wasn't as big as they were hoping um and then
2: over the top didn't do I, 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 I'm sorry, whenever we hear that from like Disney and stuff, we're like,', oh, it didn't make a
0: billion dollars yeah,
1: yeah, um <laughs> but uh, but it, this movie got a huge cult following, and it's that you know, its legacy is so much more than what it was in the box office, which is great um, because I, I love like movies like this. <laughs>
0: well,
1: sure. Yeah. And that's what I like about movies like this. And this kind of movie doesn't, doesn't get a theatrical release anymore. I don't feel, I feel like this movie, mm-hmm. if, if Cobra, what Cobra is, are is made today, it's going direct to streaming. And that kind of bums me out because these sort of, it is, it's not a big-budget action movie, but it's not a low-budget film either. Um, it kind of sits yeah, in the middle think,
2: there. Like, like, like I'm trying to think last year, like the uh, mid, mid-budget, high-body count, like R-rated movies, and it's like Sisu, which was pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm trying to think any, any other ones that were like... Really good that came out last year that I watched. Uh, I I mean, you get stuff like boss level and all those, but that's like, yeah, one or two a year, it seems. Yeah. Uh, The rest have to be PG 13 to get the the kid money or whatever. I don't know. Or spin off potential. I guess John John Wick.
0: Occasionally we get a Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, they exist. um, And this, you know, could have easily had sequels to it, I feel like, but because it didn't make as much as they were hoping they just kind of went away from it. And I think Stallone uh, had, you know, more Rocky movies to make, ended up doing another Rambo movie um, and never came back to this. Oscar. Uh, yeah. And then he, then he started going in a very different <laughs> well, direction.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think like, yeah, right after this, it was like he was starting to try to be super funny and everything. So it was like Tango and cash, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oscar, which I have honestly never seen stop or my mom will shoot. Yeah, uh, I think lockup is in there somewhere, but that wasn't particularly funny. I think I think that was when he started realizing, you know, maybe I should get back to action.
1: <laughs> yeah, what's crazy is this movie came out the same year that Rocky Four and Rambo: First Blood Part Two came out. Those were all uh, within a year of each other. I guess those two were the year before eighty five, yeah. and then this one comes out in eighty six. Like. And he had worked with um, the director of this, George P. Cosmatos, on Rambo. Uh, So he brought him in for this. Now, the the rumors are that uh, this was kind of ghost-directed by Stallone, right? You've probably heard that. Um, yeah,
2: I, I I've I've heard that rumor. It's also I've also heard the rumors that like Stallone just wouldn't even show up on set some days, and so like when when Brian Thompson's calling him a pig and all that, he's really just talking to like a script person or something. Yeah, <laughs> yep, I've heard <laughs> that. Know? Meanwhile, he's watching a basketball game at home or something. I don't know, but because this was <laughs> or, like or, uh...
1: this was like peak Stallone and his ego. I feel like I feel like yeah. uh, at oh, at yeah. some point he kind of realized that. You can't take yourself too seriously, but he he hadn't gotten there yet. Um so yeah, that, it's also not the first time I've heard those rumors about Cosmatos, by the way. George P. Cosmatos, who directed this, but he also did um Tombstone, which the rumors are that yeah. was really directed by Kurt Russell. Um I even though And, and you know what? Oh, yeah.
2: I was going to say, you know what? Uh, hats off to George Cosmados. So if you can get that gig and have somebody else do your job for you and you're just kind of there to like sign off on it or maybe <laughs> edit later, like, hey, cool. Uh, long career, man. Yeah. Not, not just uh, Escape to Athena and uh, <laughs> maybe, like Leviathan. Wasn't that the other one other way? Leviathan
1: was know. one he did. Yep. Um, I mean, yeah. I mostly know him for Tombstone. Uh, and then his yeah. son uh, actually did um, Mandy, right? Mandy, yep. Which yeah. blew my mind when I, when I heard about that, because I was researching that movie, and I was like, oh, that's Cosmatos, you know, it's Panos Cosmatos. And see, I
2: heard a rumor about that one that I was actually directed by the Cheddar Goblins, so. <laughs> <laughs> Probably uh-huh. was.
1: That, I believe. Um, but you know, when you have a star like Stallone on your movie, there's going to be a lot of, he's going to have a lot of say in it, right? Uh, especially when he helps write yeah. the script. So I kind of get that, but, like, I remember hearing an interview with Michael Bean talking about Tombstone and how people make all the rumors that Russell directed it and all that, and he's like, no, look, George Cosmatos directed the movie. Uh, Kurt Russell had some say, but he did not direct the film. So I feel like some of that gets a little blown out of proportion. Yeah. Because, I mean, we, we know that, like, big movie stars have a lot of say in what happens in their movies. Stars, not just actors, but, like, you know... Stallone or Will Smith or uh, Schwarzenegger, though that level of star where your name is above the title, you tend to have a lot more sway and what's going on on the set. So I can see yeah,
2: that you, you have a very, uh, a very narrow, like this is what I want my image to be. Do mm-hmm. not sway from it. You know, it's kind of like, like like Dwayne the Rock Johnson apparently is kind of like that with his like you know I can't appear weak next to Vin Diesel in the Fast and Furious movies oh, yeah. and stuff. But but well and, and it's not just him like Vin Diesel's the same thing like Jason Statham probably like yeah, Jason what?
0: Statham I think is uh, the only oh he's one the
2: one who only take a he's hit he's the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, only yeah,
0: one who yeah. can, like can be hit and can lose a fight that's why he's the like
2: yeah and we what... can't
0: really trust him guy still yeah because yeah it's like, like... Uh, the Rock can't lose Vin mm-hmm. Diesel can't lose. Um, I think, I think Romeo
2: can't lose. To Tyrese, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> it's funny how that can work It doesn't sometimes. mean they're not
0: losers.
1: Because the thing yeah. about it is like, I like I don't need to, uh, ego shouldn't get in your way. Look at something like Die Hard. John McClane just gets the brakes speed off him in that movie. But you yeah. love it because of that. Because he feels like an actual person. Yeah. I love the Die Hard movies until the fourth one. By then he starts feeling like a superhero. And he's no yeah, longer related. By the time
2: he's like brushing off being hit by a car, it's like okay, here we go. Yeah. Well, it's like the first couple Fast and Furious. movies, honest,ly they really don't go full superhero until the like last chase of the fourth movie. Yeah, and then that's after true. that, it's like, well, I guess yeah. they're Superman when they
0: now. jump the letty. Yeah. No,
2: it's it, it's the tunnel thing when he just oh, jumps right. out of the car into the other one, and I'm like, no, okay, oh. that that's the moment.
1: Well, I'm uh, I'm about to embark on watching the entirety of the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, save for oh. the first time, save for the first movie, I've already seen that one, but I haven't seen any of the others, and I'm about so, to rewatch it. So, refresh
0: yourself, yeah. like really yeah. begin from the beginning. Oh yeah, I'm going Datorade to. Handy. Yep, hundred percent. You're gonna. You're yeah. Gonna... <laughs> also, all right. So a few years ago, we did Living Life a Quarter April at a time. Nice. And we did all the movies that were out at that time up to nine.
2: Uh, eight, because nine had, eight. nine wasn't coming out yet. It was in twenty twenty. That's right, it was in twenty twenty. Yeah.
0: Um we discovered so uh um oh, all right, in, in, uh, sorry, in Tokyo, in Tokyo, Tokyo Drift, Drift. Yes, in Tokyo Drift, there's a in there's a last scene where they have to race the Yakuza mm-hmm. and uh Twinkie
2: Played by Bow Wow
0: played by Lil Bow Wow Lil Bow Wow at the Lil time Bow- he was
2: still little, yeah. Okay. Um,
0: He's holding a phone, obviously live streaming from his Nokia, but he goes, yo, uh, yo, uncle, uncle deck, uncle deck, check this out.
2: And it's Jason Statham plays Deckard Shaw. Ah. Yes. So hmm. is Bow Wow Jason's St- yo know, Deckard Shaw's like adopted buddy, because we know, him and uh,
0: Idris Elba, Idris
2: Elba from Hobson. Ge- Wait, I'm talking gibberish to you because you've only seen the yes, first. Movie. Idris Elba
0: yeah. will come in later, oh, and I- there's a whole fight between <laughs> Idris Elba and, and and Jason Statham, where Jason Statham says, "You were like a brother to me." Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. All okay. right. Well, I'll be looking. And for if that. we
0: hadn't, <laughs> if we hadn't been watching them back to back to back. Wouldn't have caught some of these beautiful little just little gems. Also, the <laughs> same guy's been involved in the writing process. Yeah, since that third since movie since that third movie.
2: Yeah, mm. Chris uh, Chris uh, Murphy. I don't know. That and would make a difference. Morgan. Th- Morgan.
0: In ten, they brought they they brought Lil Bow Wow back.
2: Uh, nine. Nine.
0: or nine. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> the one is where they went to space.
2: <laughs> yeah, <but> number nine. <laughs> Spoilers.
1: <laughs> I heard that they went to space. Uh Like I know, I know bits and pieces of sort of what happens, but I'm I'm looking forward to just diving into them because it's ridiculous. Um,
2: Kind of back to Cobra. (laughs) Okay, so let's say (laughs) Stallone has this cultivated image he wants Mm -hmm. portrayed of himself in the movies. Uh, Do you think it's the guy that cuts pizza with scissors (laughs) and has a gun cleaning kit in his egg carton and is like home? Computer crime lab setup. Mm
0: -hmm. I this guy has no other life, he has his vintage car,
1: which and he has. We're getting we're going to get to the car because I have thoughts on that, but yeah, yeah, no, I I even had a note. I'm like, this guy's got some ridiculous tech in his house for 1986. Like, I was impressed by that. Um, I guess I mean, this is kind of 80s cop movies, uh, movie tropes, the movie. In a lot of ways, like it's all (laughs) of them in one Uh, because you got Art Lafleur is the police captain who at one point yells at him and tell, you know, basically telling him you can't do things by your own rules. You got to you got to follow the system and all that. You've got the the detective uh, that doesn't like our main cop. Our main cop is the one with questionable morals uh, and is kind of his own judge and jury um, with his you know, he's got his partner that uh, has some weird quirk. In this case, the guy's just junk food addict. Um, like all of these, I'm like, wow, we're just ticking off every well, single that's, box.
2: That's what happens when you're part of the zombie squad. Am I right?
1: Right. <laughs> I love that. The zombie squad. Um,
2: <laughs> and apparently that was a real thing.
1: Yeah, I guess. Like, <laughs> which is crazy to me. I'm like,
2: um, I mean, I mean, '80s horror movies must have been really bad if they had an entire squad dedicated to you know stopping <laughs> Night of the Living Dead two to happen or something, right? <laughs> well, what if Tarman comes back? Clow, 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 clow. Not late.
1: We also even had like the tropey thing where the police captain has to meet him outside of the precinct in like a parking lot to yeah. put him on the case because that yeah. only ever happens in this a movie, is
2: right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, which was a great scene. It, it,
2: and the I best thing that. about those scenes in parking lots like that, there's never just a guy just like walking out to his car and like right. driving home from a day of work or whatever. <laughs> I and would... it, it, like a hospital parking lot is the most isolating, like desolate place. Like nobody ever uses a hospital parking lot though. It's always full for some reason. Yeah. It's, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. that
1: that feels like something that Tarantino would put into a movie though. Like, right. His people are meeting, they're having their clandestine meeting and then, some dude just kind of walks through the background, gets into his car, drives away, and they're like, wait, did he just hear what we said? And then they follow him, type of thing. Like,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: I would love that. <laughs> um,
2: hey, hey, guys, I, sorry, I'm just putting my groceries in the back here to get <laughs> <of your> way. <laughs>
1: don't, don't worry. Um,
2: the, oh, the, we uh, forgot
0: about the song and dance number at the very beginning of the movie.
2: Song and dance number?
0: Yeah, where they're clanging their axes together.
2: Oh, Jesus, yeah, that's <laughs> right.
0: Cling, cling, uh, cling, cling. <laughs> uh. So, yeah,
1: that was part of the stuff that got cut, right? Like, that was because
2: I assume so. Yeah,
1: what I read was there was going to be so there more was
0: whole song and dance ritual. They had yeah. their stone cutters meeting,
1: <laughs> right? And but it was like a whole culty, it was a lot more culty and a lot more like satanic cult type thing. And most of that got cut, and so it's just like. All right, a bunch of random people, guys in suits, guys in bikers and leather jackets clanging axes together for reasons. And
0: dancing. They had a whole dance routine going. Yeah,
1: it's something. Uh, But we made sure to have the whole montage of Brigitte uh, Nielsen um, doing her modeling. with.
2: Oh, yeah, with the full song and everything, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's
0: a couple. You guys, I just realized this movie is a musical. (laughs) (laughs) I mean...
2: It's uh, it's
0: somebody fight me on it.
2: I think it's
1: about two montages short of a rocky four, but it's close, it's getting there. Like, so Stallone liked his montages in the 80s.
2: Oh, sorry. Speaking of the soundtrack, did you read about the song that was written for this movie but didn't make the soundtrack?
1: I did, uh, because first of all, the music was fantastic all the way through. Oh, yeah. No notes. Yeah. Um, at one point, my one of uh, as I'm watching it, I wrote myself. I'm like, I love this Miami Sound Machine style soundtrack. When he's Ooh. first going to his apartment, I and thought, then I, I looked it was
2: in Miami for the longest
1: time. That's what sort of, I I kept. I'm like, this feels like it's supposed to be LA, but he's playing Miami sound. Is this Miami? And then then I look at the credits and I realize, oh, it is Miami Sound Machine. Like literally, is. I didn't even. I just thought That's it a, some was yeah. like a cheap version. Um. But
0: real version just no
1: Yeah, but uh the song that didn't make the cut, and God, I wish it had. But it was also so perfect in Transformers the movie. Is the touch, the Stan Bush the song, touch. the touch, was written for this movie? Way. I can't believe. Uh, I'm trying to think. Would that have been the end credits move? End credits song? Do you think? Is that what they were originally going Probably. for?
2: Is it? Maybe, or like the, the uh, when all the motorcycles were chasing him in the back of the truck, he's like, <laughs> you got the touch.
1: <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That's where that song belongs. I might have to try and re-edit and just insert that song, insert the touch yeah. into that action Ooh. sequence.
2: When they're clinging the axes together, that's like the, the baseline for <laughs> it or something. That's, that's, that's how it
1: works into the, the movie, right? It's the, you get the clanging and then it slowly morphs into the song.
2: Oh. <laughs> Guys, I got it. That's totally it. It's the whole part about the cult or whatever. <laughs> Brian Thompson's like being introduced or whatever. Is like, like, that's right. The one, the only, the night slasher. You got the touch. Da, da, da. Oh, Ching. my God. How oh, is everybody feeling Ching. tonight? Ching.
0: tonight? Oh, that's
1: perfect. Um, I will say, though, action sequences in this, pretty damn good. Like that car chase. Oh, of course. That yeah, car yeah. chase was awesome. I wasn't expect oh, yeah. I don't know what I expected with this. I didn't expect the car chase that I got for some reason. And I should have because it's an 80s action movie. But it was great. I really enjoyed it. Um in his car, yeah, I want so
2: often that. you see a lead sled like a fifty Mercury jumping yes. off like the second yeah. story of a parking lot, right onto the road and spinning off of a boat and oh yeah, shooting in between and hitting that nitrous like he's in, f- yeah. <laughs> in that fucking Fast and Furious. <laughs> I
1: think, in fact, my note was like uh, somewhere along there was, um, of course, he's got nitrous in that car. Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't be surprised by that, but for some reason I am. Uh, I don't know why. Um, I loved the 180 spin, blow up the truck that's oh. chasing him, and then Jay turn back out of river. it and just keep going. Like
2: <laughs> that was amazing. That, that, we, we call that the reverse Rockford. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. Ah, oh, it was so good. That car apparently was Stallone's. Um.
2: Oh yeah, was, yeah. yeah. Again, the the carefully cultivated image that he wants of him in these movies. Yeah, pizza with scissors. the young queen am cleaning, like all the. Oh uh, you should use a vegetable or something in there with <laughs> the The pizza,
1: thing. the, the pizza, pizza with scissors thing. Uh, it's so. Oh, and odd. he cuts it
0: at a maniac angle.
1: Well, yeah, he just like <laughs> like
0: he, he's the serial killer.
1: Right, he's the oh, psychopath because he reveal. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um but he cuts the just the end of the pizza off puts the rest back in the box and just eats the little triangle like just the the point of the pizza.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's the portion size I guess. <sighs> portion control. I suppose. But he's going
0: to end up with just crust left. Like I don't know. And no this one is this that. is a psycho move. If you had done this early in dating, you would not be <laughs> together. Hey,
2: guys, if you want to find out if she's the one, try it on a first date. See what happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um we you get can the...
0: have any scissors to cut your pizza? Girl, this is Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> How do you expect to eat this pizza without any scissors? Also, guys, oh, I sorry, just, Cobra. I think you just got an insight into Izzy's dating that I assume it's Domino's <laughs> on the first date.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a classy joint. What can you what can I say? Um it, I thought it was hilarious. Oh, Travis,
2: was this was oh, go okay Was ahead. Cobra's name actually Cobra? It was Cobretti.
1: Marion Cobretti which is a great
2: name. Yeah.
1: Um and I love the story behind why he wrote him with that name. To because uh John Wayne's given name was Marion and
2: yeah, Marion Michael Morrison.
1: You know, most of your action star uh characters are Johns, so he made his a Marion. Um but yeah, I love the, you know, I was always hoping for a for a tougher name like Alice. Oh Stallone, <laughs> when you try to be funny, <laughs> he's so quirky.
0: I know what you were talking about. He has this like carefully curated image of who, like who he is. He Stallone is continuing this character like into the Expendable series. Oh yeah, with like his weird ring obsession. And, oh, big time. Yeah. Like his leather vests and guys. Yeah, the Expendable series might be one of the most homoerotic series I've Dude. ever watched. Oh, I love time. it so much. Well, to the point where, what was it, the end of the second one where uh,
2: Jet Li and Arnold Schwarzenegger imply they're a couple? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Was it? Like, okay. All right. <laughs> we, we we Sorry, we just watched Expend Four Bulls, the fourth one. Yeah, Expend Four
0: Bowls. The, the oh. yeah, <laughs> expend four bowls. Um, and when I say homoerotic, I'm not saying that in a bad way. Yeah, I'm sure. saying that in a joyous way. yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, look, it is. It is what it is. Um, those movies yeah. definitely are a thing, though. Um,
2: uh,
1: there was a couple of character actors in this I recognize. By the way, the guy in the beginning, because that opening at the supermarket, awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. So, oh, what do you remember Marco Rodriguez from?
1: So, Marco Rodriguez was Torres in The Crow. Uh, okay. He was, and the reason that I remember him from that is because he has a line in that. That in the TV edit, um, he's talking to Ernie Hudson's character, and the TV edit of it, it, he says, bull flippin' spit. And for whatever reason, in my head, permanently will never go away. Uh, I can hear it, uh, no matter what. So that's what I remember him from first. What do you remember him from?
2: Every every time I see him in the opening of this movie, I think of him as the... uh, the uh in Hay- hamlet 2 if you haven't seen it check it out oh. it's, all there, it's a little comedy yeah. yep i know
1: <laughs> he's what you're the, talking about the
2: father of hey- heywood jablomi uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, like he's, he's like the the very like uh I've actually written four books, and my wife has three doctorates and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm going to be the, you want to fucking die, I'll
0: kill everybody here, man.
2: I'm like, oh, man, the 80s were rough on uh, non-white
0: actors. Right? Oh, they were. Oh, he- and in this opening gorgeous scene, Steve and I noticed something. Steve and I have seen this movie many, 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 many times. Many times. Many many times. times. Mm-hmm. Something we never noticed until this watching. This
2: is a Christmas movie. That's right. Christmas movie. I I totally
0: never even noticed. Even with bodies flying into Christmas
2: trees and shit, I I never realized like, oh yeah, there's a Santa at like a a bridge toll booth or Mm -hmm. whatever. There's, you know, decorations everywhere, but you know, because it's LA and or Miami, I don't know, but yeah, LA it's like, oh yeah, it's just, you know, decorations are up.
1: I feel like they wanted that to be more of a thing and then just kind of gave up on it. Because it's all in that first that kind of opening part and then nothing and it's never mentioned in any dialogue. So it feels like that was in an early draft of the script and they started setting up and doing sets and then just kind of were like, "Uh, whatever, whatever. It's California. There's no snow. No one cares.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that it probably tied into like the cult thing. Because there's like a lot of pagan holidays around, right. uh, like I mean, there's a lot of worldwide holidays around Christmas and the solstice and that. Mm-hmm. So they were like talking about how like there were 16 dead in two weeks, and so it's like maybe they needed to get a certain number of people killed before
2: New Year's. I don't know oh, that could be solstice. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, um it makes sense as much as anything else in this movie. Well, and that's Did the problem. More like,
0: into this than the writers. Maybe.
1: You certainly put more thought into it than the editors um, because they just, I mean, that's what happens when you cut 40 minutes out of a movie, right? Like, four, that's a lot that of time. News. That's so much that time. A lot. And <laughs> And, you know, you have to wonder because I know I was reading that it initially got an X rating. So it was much more violent and they cut all that back. Um, Blood orgy. And so <laughs> it's very, very curious to see. Again, I would love to see that, that cut of it. I don't think we ever will. Um, just because the 80s, one of the things is we, we think about it as being kind of a more freewheeling time, but like the MPAA at the time... Was yeah. yeah really strict? I mean, I think about yeah, some of the stuff. This was the whole
2: satanic panic. Yeah, this was the yeah. Oh, my kids watch Gremlins, and now they're traumatized for life and mm-hmm. you know, shit like that. Too. Or, or Temple of Doom, or whatever. Yep. The like, creation of PG thirteen
1: and and all that kind of yeah, stuff. But it, it, like
2: the eighties, people in the eighties were a bunch of pussies. I I I, <laughs> I see what you're saying, Travis. Yeah,
1: but all, I mean, even things <laughs> like like uh, like the Friday the Thirteenth movies famously would have things that had to get cut uh, down for an R rated horror
0: movie.
1: Um, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. So it's like, we're kind of lucky in a way with the movies that we have these days, because you can have something like a John wick or Sisu. I think you mentioned was last year and how brutal those movies can be. Like, think about how cut down something.
2: but like, think about Violent Night or whatever coming out last mm-hmm. year, compared to when uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night came out or whatever. And yeah, like, oh my yep. god, this movie needs to be stopped.
1: Right? It's exactly. Like, is it because John and...
2: Leguizamo like, wasn't in it. I don't know. Because
1: <laughs> like I, <laughs> we recently on another podcast I do called Gore, we talked about Silent Night, Deadly Night, and you know, watching it, I'm like, okay, I get it, but at the same time, it's not that bad uh, by yeah. comparison, but. It's sort of like telling somebody, like, when people say, oh, The Exorcist is the scariest movie I've ever seen. And somebody watches it today and they're like, I didn't find that that scary. And it's like, well, okay, but put yourself in the mindset of somebody in 1973, 50, right? You've never seen yeah, that.
2: 50 years ago. Um, and you put it side by side to Exorcist Believer or whatever, and it's like, oh, man, those are both kind of scary, except one was good. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, Exorcist Believer had uh, – <laughs> it just mm, – I, I, I won't go into it, but <laughs> – I yeah. was if It doesn't
0: have the song, I'm a believer, that it's not a believer movie.
2: I think it does in the end credits. No.
0: <laughs>
2: if it doesn't, <laughs> the Smash Mouth version, of course. The but, original.
0: Oh, well, in honors, you passed away this last year. <laughs> it's an <immer-rendum>.
2: Ooh.
1: <laughs> Um. You re-
0: soon? <laughs> Wasn't that going to be the name of our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Too
2: soon, the podcast? <laughs> Too
1: soon, the podcast. I love it um brigitte nielsen is fine in this uh she was married to stallone at the time right is this when they were married i think the the year that for the year that they were married
2: or yeah it was either they were dating while it was filming and then married and then divorced by the time rocky four came out or some shit it was was a weird time man the 80s 80s a lot of code
0: look this movie doesn't really have any strong rules for women let's be fair she just needs to be pretty and a damsel in distress, and she does an excellent job at that.
1: Yeah, with a really horrible wig, though. I could not get past that. And Every I think- several CGI. horrible wigs, so
0: many yeah. bad wigs.
1: I think it's just because I'm so used to her with the different haircut and seeing that it didn't feel right. Like, nothing about it seemed good. And then you see her with her natural hair as a wig in her photo shoot, which, again, the whole photo shoot scene... Because of how much got cut, there had to have been more going on there. But that just felt weirdly out of place.
0: City.
1: Yep, Angel in the City.
0: What, when you say there had to be more going on, are you talking about the sex robots? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, okay. What the were those? So, like,
1: why is she doing a photo yeah. <laughs> shoot with Robbie the Robot?
0: So,
2: oh, so my wife has been binging Project Runway or whatever during her illness this past week. Okay. And... So like during the montage and like all all the robots and stuff she's posing with, I'm like thinking of like the challenge where it's like, okay, I need you to make a cocktail dress or whatever inspired by these robots. And it shows like <laughs> the shot of like seven or eight of them at the make end of the it, montage. Yeah.
0: If, if anybody needs to hear this, the first twenty seasons of Project Runway is streaming like everywhere. I've been watching it on the cock, aka Peacock, <laughs> uh, but it's like on Tubi and all of that. Thank me later
2: uh I'll, I'll pass
1: but that's okay you enjoy it yeah those of you, you, enjoy those of you it tuning me.
2: in to hear us talk about cobra definitely are watching <laughs> project Run. like
0: somebody out there is like oh my god thank you i have not seen every season yet but i do say like if you're looking for something long-term to binge I highly recommend project runway 10 times over before you finish watching uh supernatural we oh. did do the 17 seasons of supernatural Give up after season four. Would not
2: recommend. We we were spite watching the last like eight seasons. I mean, it's, it would be like watching.
0: I'm a huge fan and I have the tattoo in the cookbook. You didn't watch season 15.
2: Yeah. Look, every season after season eight is season six of Highlander. Okay. It's It's a show that runs that long.
1: It's hard to do, right? Like NCIS was great for the first few seasons, but 22 seasons of that show just feels like a bit much um so yeah like i
2: feel like they just released the same episodes again every once in a while just see if anyone's paying attention like hold on tick
1: very very well could his hair again i mean think about like uh the simpsons is great but at some point it just kept being on the air
0: the first seven seasons of the simpsons are great
1: yeah yeah
2: it it, i I I mean give it like 15
1: but 30 plus years yeah. of anything is yeah, just yeah, going to exactly. get old. Yeah. That's a reason why I I prefer it when a show can be on long enough to... Like, S- Star Trek The Next Generation, when it hits season seven, they're like, all right, we're done. And they didn't want to <laughs> go right. any be- longer. Beverly and fucked a
2: ghost. We're done.
1: Yeah, it's basically... Once your
0: captain has repopulated a planet with one of her underlings <laughs> in the form of a lizard, you've kind of done everything. Talk about Thanks, Voyager, Voyager that way. And that was like season two. <laughs>
1: But it's it's one of those that I appreciate when a show does that. Uh, one that I love is Psych, and Psych yeah. hit a point, and they were like, "Okay, well, we can't go much further than this, so let's just end the show." And I appreciate that. I don't like I, but you know, you don't want to go the opposite end of the spectrum, which is a show that gets started and then can't finish because it gets gets canceled. Um, you know, but stuff like uh, like Fringe, I liked because it had kind of its short run. Granted, its last season was a little rough too. But it ended sort of on its own terms. I just, when a show goes like Supernatural for that long, it's gonna, you're gonna run out of ideas. You just can't help it. Um. So yeah, I won't, uh, I don't know if I'm ever gonna watch all yeah, 17 Cobra seasons. Good on sequel. you for that.
0: Cobra can't even get a
2: sequel. Okay, so here's the other thing. Cobra's based on a book. Right. Yeah. Fair game.
1: Mm-hmm. And yes,
2: the fair game that, Came in the '90s with uh, <laughs> Billy Baldwin and Cindy Crawford, and it's like, wait, is this the same? I guess it kind of is, except she's not a model; she's a like a computer thing, uh, whatever. Like it was something to do with computers. I remember that was like Cindy Crawford's job in that movie. It, guys, I, I'm not gonna lie; it's been 28 years since I saw her stunt doubles tits. So <laughs> uh, I, I feel don't know the like details.
1: I feel like both of these movies are. Uh, Saying they're based on the book is like, well, we we took the (laughs) – there's two characters in the book and there's two characters in our movie, and that's where the similarities end. Um, I don't know. Is that close Uh, enough? Yeah, that's good. I did love the story, though, that apparently Stallone wanted to re-release the book Uh with his name as a co-author. That's some yes. next-level ego right there. Like, that's pretty impressive. Not the
2: first time he tried it, and wouldn't have been last, either. The, the That's apparently Stallone's thing. That's why it's like, yeah, you, you get Cosmatos on as the director or whatever, but then he'll be like, but, but I really directed it, so I should get paid for that, too. Oh, I'm also a producer. Oh, and I wrote the movie, too, because I gave the ideas and, like, did my own, uh, you know, uh, improv dialogue and stuff, so I'm I should get a writer credit. That
0: means I'm a screenwriter.
2: That's right. And look, he can what write. I said
0: here, where I said like, "Hey, guy." I said, "Hey, bud." So I wrote the Bible, <laughs> being Rocky's version.
1: It, it's weird because he can be really good. Rocky is great. I just watched, uh, rewatched a few weeks ago. Um, Copland. I don't know if you've ever seen that one with oh, him yeah. and Keitel. Ray
0: yeah. Liotta. Yeah.
1: Ray Liotta. Yeah. He's fantastic yeah. in that. Um, and I think okay, some of that
0: cool. is. Argue Rocky. Rocky is a great movie. Is Rocky a great movie because of Stallone? I or mean, like,
2: I mean, he wrote it and starred in it. Yeah, won an Academy
1: Award. It is. So. It is his script. So
0: knowing kinda... what we know now, knowing what we know now about Stallone, do we think he wrote it? Look, I actually he- do.
2: It does <laughs> the story of the Bayonne Bleeder quite well. <laughs> I'll give him that. The sequels. I mean, I enjoy the sequels, but I can
0: you see three punches a horse. What the are one you they talking don't about? Don't really go to Russia and stay in the frozen farmhouse. Rocky Four, do you punch a horse that yeah, No, he doesn't punch he's a doing horse. The field work. <laughs> no, he's doing the like the field work, and then he like walks by the horse and he pops it in the nose. You always point that scene out to me every time we watch it. <laughs> I, mean, I probably do. <laughs>
2: like I mean, when it comes up, she's so he, like, "Oh."
0: So, do so, so do he doesn't
2: mongo on blazing saddles the horse. <laughs> Boom. Well, <he> <laughs> I mean, Rocky <laughs> Four.
1: <laughs> by by the time of Rocky Four, it was. It was just, uh, you know, it was a self-parody almost. Uh, But it was basically... You already
2: peaked with number three with Mr. T. So it's all going to be downhill from there. I
1: will say, though, Rocky Balboa, the the sixth one. uh, Yeah, one, two, and three, real good. Four, I've got an affinity for because I watched it so much as a kid. Um, But Rocky Balboa, the sixth one, is actually good. It's a good movie.
2: It, um that's where the, the 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 big speech comes from the you you keep moving forward you mm-hmm. get hit and you keep moving forward it's like god damn salon you still got it because when and we all know now let's watch escape plan three we <laughs> all
0: we all know from the simpsons <laughs> that rocky two plus rocky five equals eight rocky seven adrian's revenge yeah
2: mm, yep
1: um but the thing with Stallone, like Stallone is good when he's good, he's really good. It's just he also makes some decisions that don't make sense, like most of Dread, most of Judge Dread, uh annoyed me. What are you but...
0: talking about? That movie's
2: perfect. <laughs> Look, uh, everything where he has the helmet on is great.
1: Sure, but that's like five minutes.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> but like First Blood no. First Blood is really cool. is, is a is a good movie. Yeah. And then and then the ram you know, the sequels the became accident. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the big thing, right? What
0: you guys were saying is he had a good three-year run where he could act. <laughs> yeah,
2: and then after that, he's like, "Well, I could do Rhinestone." <laughs> <laughs> I've always oh, wanted God. to see Dolly Parton in person.
1: I mean, mistakes were made, right? Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but that's Cobra, Cobra is that's one stupid. that deserves its cult following, 100. percent Now that I've seen it, I get it. I get why people love this movie so much because it's just that distilled down 80s action. It's like every 80s action movie boiled down into one thing uh, with sort of the tongue-in-cheek humor. It's also got a hell of a body count. 52 and 41 of those are killed by Cobra. <laughs> he is yeah. Yeah. a I saw machine. that and I was
2: like, well, actually, I would have guessed about... 20 more i don't know <laughs> well at, at one point <laughs> when the
1: when they first make their assault on the house when all the bikers come riding in he breaks the glass open and with his handgun takes out like five guys and five shots i was like oh
2: yeah well, that's
1: impressive um and then he gets out the, the <laughs> submachine gun
2: yeah
1: he turned on god <laughs> mode he's got an aimbot <laughs> uh,
2: uh, uh, uh. well and then takes looking
1: yeah, he takes his jacket off and he's got that submachine gun that he was putting together with the holsters and all that. I'm like, that's a shoulder holster right there. That thing was ridiculous. Okay, so
2: my favorite thing about them being in the motel room or whatever is he's you know putting the gun together, cleaning it, whatever, and he's like clack, clack, clack. And then uh Bridget Nielsen's like l- leaning up or whatever, he's like, Oh, sorry, can't because <laughs> like, 'Cause you're making fucking weapons, dude.
1: Right. You're building an armory over there. Of course you can't sleep. What's you're that saying room?
2: sweet nothings to your weapons over there. Like, yeah, I can't <laughs> sleep. Once you get over here and run me out real quick, and then maybe we'll get some sleep. Right? Listen, Cobra. Like not, not,
1: not everyone sleeps laughing. to the smell of gun oil, right? Like
0: <laughs> it's just He's how it goes. Well, there, Shane, that's too. what you're saying about this movie deserving its cult following. I'm a firm believer in that a movie is only as good as its villain. And Brian Thompson is one of those actors that he is not always in good stuff, mm-hmm. but he is good in everything. He's amazing in everything he's in. Oh, I've yeah. never seen him pass it in anything.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah,
2: he, even uh, and that Mortal Kombat movie you don't care for or whatever. He's doing the, <laughs> and I will take over the world. I mean, you know, yeah.
1: he doesn't ever phone <laughs> it in, right? Ever. like, no. And I Always I appreciate actors that do that. Even when actors are doing stuff for a paycheck, like, It's one of my things with Nick Cage that I talk about a lot. And it's why I celebrate him every August
0: because
1: because Nicholas Cage will take projects uh, sometimes because, you know, he's got a tax bill he's got to pay. And I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. He won't say no to things, but he doesn't he doesn't ever phone anything in. He makes choices. He goes for it and he puts himself into whatever he's doing. So even if it's not great, he's great in it. In some way, there's something about what he's doing that's awesome. Uh, That was why, like, like Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans.
0: That movie is so good.
1: That movie is bonkers, right? Because it's it's Werner Herzog and Nick Cage.
0: I was like, has Travis done it? Yeah. Well,
1: I had to because I had heard so much about it, and I'm watching this, and all I'm thinking is like, this is insane. And then I'm reading about it afterwards, and there's a (laughs) quote from Werner Herzog about that movie. That will live rent free in my head forever.
2: In his accent,
1: I I can't do a good Werner Herzog. But he basically was like, if they tell me that I that I'm not allowed to have my iguana, then I don't think I can be a filmmaker. And
2: perfect, I
1: love that because I just embrace weird. Like uh, we uh, we were talking about um, Twin Peaks recently. And I'm watching that for the, I watched the pilot for the first time. And I'm just sitting here like David Lynch is great because you can, people will think he's all deep and all this stuff. And you know, in the back of your head, it's just like, no, he's just being weird for the sake of weird. Like, oh, that light's malfunctioning. You know what? Leave it. Let it flicker in the scene because it just looks strange and people are going to do
2: whatever with it. and And people will like it that way. People and then, love it when I am a nerve them. People will read too much into it, and <laughs> I'll have a career 30 years from now. And it
1: worked. It worked for him. Yeah. Like that's It's great. Yeah. I love that. So, you know, it's just one of those things. And that's why, like, I can get behind a movie like this because there were choices made all along the way, and some of them aren't the right choice, but they're the perfect choice. Yeah. Like the music. Yeah, we'll put, put. Well. I mean, the music doesn't make sense half the time. Like that song playing over the end was killing me. The end credit
2: song was <laughs> yeah. killing me. Yeah, it was great because it, just, it it sounded like it should have been at the end of Over the Top or something too. Like yeah, it was a very similar. Like I expected to like, so like this is America, <laughs> you know, like the, right? Like it should be in a Ford commercial or something.
1: Yeah, not this like gritty movie with like the night slasher, and then you've got this like pop rock song playing over the end of it. I just, it was so, oh, it was killing me. And I loved every second of it because it's just so silly.
2: <laughs> oh, that was,
1: that was a great line. Uh, so I did capture some audio from this because there was a few good moments. Um, so I'm going to play some of these. We're going to, we're going to talk about, first of all, uh, every time I liked the idea of a serial killer, but not one guy. He had, like, a little team that he would go out and do his kills with. Um, be- because they didn't go big into, like, the whole cult aspect of everything, It uh, I was more confused with the the dance numbers and the people clanging the axes together. But I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, though. It's a serial killer with, like, backup.
2: Yeah, if it's just one serial killer, it's like, then th- what the fuck was I just watching? Whether well, he was driving his motorcycle and there was, uh, you know, the... The precursor to stomp going on.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but every time I would see Brian Thompson with the, the pantyhose over his head, um, all I could think yeah. of was raising Arizona and just hearing,
0: Son, you got a panty on your head.
1: It's running through my head the whole time. Yeah. Could not help you, myself. You can't
2: hide that chin under pantyhose. I'm no. sorry. No, no, you cannot. <laughs> it's like, either it's Brian Thompson or uh, fucking Mac at Night or whatever. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um so I love early on uh when Art LaFleur comes up, and one of the first thing he says uh to Andrew Robinson is Call the Cobra. Call the Cobra. And I'm yeah. thinking, Okay, all right, so that's our movie. There, there we go. Like they know yeah. this. They well, call credits. he's got a nickname amongst the police force. And again, when he shows up in that car and he gets out looking like the least police, you know, the least police detective police officer you've ever seen. I loved it.
2: Yeah. He, look, he looks like one of the guys from Greece grown up.
1: <laughs> like, he does. <laughs> he does. He's got his high-waisted like, jeans. Like, like,
2: Adrian's, Adrian's <laughs> a med like five years after Greece too. It was like, Hey, <laughs> guess what? I'm marrying Cabrera now.
0: Marrying Capretti. Um, yeah. so, there you go.
1: Uh, When he grabs the um, intercom. So the whole opening scene, by the way, really
2: good. Love that. The whole opening scene's amazing. It's
1: just, uh, it it just got better and better as it unfolded. And he sneaks his way in and he's like, he's supposed to be super badass, but then there's moments of it where I'm like, that's the pranciest run I've ever seen. But okay, sure. Uh, And then... (laughs)
0: Well,
2: he, uh, hey, you try running. You try running very masculinely in tight leather pants. Okay. It's oh, and heels. Be- he's
0: got those heels. Oh boots yeah, on. he's
2: got yeah, those. Yeah. Like five foot five.
1: Those big boots and then his high waisted jeans. Um, but uh, he loved calling people dirt bag. Yet. That's true. That's true. Those were that's old school denim. Those things don't move.
0: Oh yeah. Um, that stuff was hand woven somewhere in Japan, and <laughs> it probably still alive somewhere today.
1: I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, but I loved. He grabbed the intercom and he just says, "Hey dirtbag." So now I've got that for a soundboard clip that I can use forever. Of just yeah. hey dirtbag, I I won't use it um, sparingly. I can say that. The uh, <laughs> there were one liners, and uh, this is probably the best one. Your disease, and I'm the cure. Your disease, and I'm the cure. Yeah. Which. I was surprised they didn't bring that back at the end, right? Like I, I kept waiting for him to use that yeah. line again, and they never did. Um, the other good one in that scene, though, is.
2: I'll blow this whole place up. Go
1: ahead. I don't shop here.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, that always gets a <laughs> chuckle out of me. He's just so like, good. whatever. I don't shop here, man. Um, it's not my neighborhood.
1: But what. What stayed with me in that was not just the "I don't shop here." Did you notice the cutout f bomb? Have you ever heard? Have you ever realized that? Because I isolated that. No. When he says, "I'll blow no, this place no. up," listen to this.
2: I'll blow this whole place up.
1: He's starting to drop, the, yeah. and then they cut it. So this is an R-rated movie, right? Like, why did they cut that? I've never understood why R-rated movies will cut f
2: bombs. Oh, it's the other f word. So, no, I don't
0: know what it is. <laughs>
2: Here, no way, the 80s they wouldn't have cut that
0: in the 80s here's, you they had to
2: play it on the radio five times an hour
0: right yeah. so here's the thing uh you said that they had already received an x rating and had to cut it down yeah. they probably submitted a version with it and they were like you get too many f-bombs you gotta like cut mm. it down to like seven or something that could be because like they'd already stepped over that line they were like being sort of punished
1: and you know the thing too is you know
0: that, the the opposite of what happened to Team America World Police. <laughs> right.
1: Well, the and the thing with it is, whenever the MPAA does that, they don't tell you what has to get cut. They're just like, you know, you got an X rating, you got an R rating, and then you have to figure it out. I remember Kevin Smith talking about that with Dogma, where they yeah. just kept telling him it's too violent. He's like, what? Well, like, Vi- there's no violence. This, it's all off screen. So you know, there's
0: yeah. That. and I know occasionally they'll do a like, you get ten off f bombs or you know something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to cut it down.
1: Yeah. Uh Let's see. This yeah. one's just the, called...
2: The Night Rape is okay, but there's language. Oh,
1: boy. <laughs> uh, I labeled this one damage. I don't remember what this is. So, here we go. I'm
0: like, really? Sorry. Do you think there's, like, any damage?
1: Oh, yeah. It was the way she was oh, trying oh, yeah, to tell, like, an to- airhead.
2: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry I hit you with my van. Do you think there's any damage? Uh, <laughs> by the way, at that point, me and Izzy are like, oh, that just drive happened. Away. Drive off. Drive away. Right. Drive off. Mm-hmm. You're under an overpass. Yep. There's a bunch of weird
0: people in a van. Yep. Drive away.
2: Yeah, yep, guess what? You'll can you you'll deal with a ding in your bumper. Right.
1: I did like that car, though. That La- ladies, ladies
2: if you're listening uh, to a podcast about Cobra,
0: just drive away. Just drive away, ladies. Just drive away.
1: Yep. Don't stop. Don't slow down. Just keep going. Okay, this one, this is the, the icky line, uh, which this is Dan, the photographer, and I guess a lot of what he had in the movie got cut out, um, but this one just, just made my skin crawl a little bit. I'd be sick not to want to sleep with you. Okay, then
0: don't do it for me. Do it for your career.
1: Like, ugh, come on, dude. You're terrible. <laughs> don't do it for me. Do it for your career. I know that's right. Ugh. <laughs> You know, it was the 80s. It was a different time, but still. <laughs> didn't didn't love that. Uh,
0: welcome to being a woman in the world.
1: I'm sorry. That's all I can say. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it's
0: like...
2: <laughs> I
1: uh, So I did like this. I thought this was a cool line. This is um, Gonzalez when they're talking to her in the hospital room.
2: We're a pair of really nice guys who are here to ask you a lot of bad questions. I don't know why.
1: I just liked that it was kind
2: of that, that whole scene was really weird because cobra's just kind of like lurking in the corner i don't know if they're trying to do like a good cop bad cop but like all the questions that gonzalez is saying is just kind of like oh 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 god and the best thing to come out of that is the uh you saw him do you think you could describe him for you know we so we can uh, get a picture of him or whatever right. and then the the picture of the night slasher is like oh. I mean, it's got it's got the big chin and like sunken cheeks. That's about it, though. You know right. what?
0: I will say uh, after watching a whole bunch of episodes of Forensic Files, oh, well, yeah. that <laughs> portrait was more looked more like Brian Thompson than most of the actual police portraits released. Yeah, it's. True. I'm gonna go ahead and say that's one of the more accurate parts of Yeah, the <laughs> <What>? up <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: so there with that leprechaun sketch or whatever.
1: Oh boy. Um. <laughs> Got a couple more let's see uh stairs okay
0: remember the health code next time take the stairs
2: i liked her oh yeah, that, yeah that's the, the best s- character in the whole movie is the, the sassy nurse the sassy yeah. nurse is yep. like the, doesn't know she's in the elevator with the night slasher and is like fuck he's supposed to be taking the goddamn service elevator get your shit together as he's like also pulling that that knife knife which Which... is the weird this weird like almost sickle blade with like little spikes and stuff he has shoved down the back of his pants is he keistering that knife
1: i don't know i it i will say though that knife was awesome like
2: yeah my my brother had that for the longest time (laughs) yeah (laughs) because you you know you buy stupid shit when you turn 18 right sure they're like hanging on the wall and then he had kids (laughs) and it's like Well, maybe I should take that down. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But it was cool. Like, they they custom made it for the movie. And it was, you know, we're going to make something that's going to be recognizable and memorable. And it certainly is. Because it's not like anything you had seen before. I love that. Um, So that was really cool. But, yeah, I don't know. He's carrying his knife down the back of his pants. And you got Cobra walking around with his gun in the front of his pants for most of the movie. like Which is never a good idea. Um, oh,
2: and if ever the two shall meet, am I right?
1: Yeah. Um, I loved, I loved when he when he gets to her room. Uh, uh, Night Slasher does, and he goes to stab her, and he says, "Pretty hair, pretty hair,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> pretty hair."
2: I I know that this time too, and I'm like, he he knows it's a wig, right? Right. <laughs> like that's got to be it. <laughs>
1: um, I. Okay, I got this one because Andrew Robinson saying he's the psycho. He's the psycho. That's perfect. <laughs> Scorpio is calling someone else a psycho. It works for me. Yeah. Um. Again, by that point, he's, I'm still—he's definitely
2: not the bad guy, guys. Right?
1: Sir, so, <laughs> absolutely not. Not at all. Um. I'm glad he at least got decked at the end of the movie. Like that Cobra just punches him out. Even if he's not revealed as the the actual villain, he deserved to get punched. Um, So
2: here's the thing like you cut the 40 minutes out where like I guess he was originally like the at least one of the inside guys or whatever with it instead of uh, the lady or whatever it's like they, they have another ending where like Cobra I don't know. Punches him and then like cuffs him and throws him in the back of the van or whatever. Like, like how does that roll out at the end of the movie when it's like I knew you were by the whole time? He's, you know, they like rip his shirt open and it's got all the satanic tattoos instead or something. Yeah, like I that. guess
0: it's me. It was me. <laughs> I I was waiting. Yeah. I was totally waiting for. It, but... Frightener speech. My body is a rose. Exactly.
1: <laughs> well, it, so I guess it was before they even shot that alternate, that other ending. Uh, they changed it, so they never actually shot anything like that. Uh, but it was originally okay. he was going to have a tattoo, and I think part of it was Andrew Robinson didn't want to get the tattoo makeup done because it was going to take like several hours to do. Um, but it was supposed to be, I guess, a scene where he attacks and tries to kill Ingrid and cobra stops him and that's when and he kills him there and they sort of talked it out and were like they changed it at that point so um, okay. but yeah and then once again 80s cop movie tropes um you got to have this
0: you're ready. do you know you have an attitude problem
1: yeah but it's just a little one yeah but it's just a little one Oh, so good!
2: No, no, your, your attitude problem, not your penis.
1: <laughs> Look, this—I I can't believe it took me this long to see Cobra. Um, but I'm gonna watch it more often. Like it's gonna be something that just can become be kind of Christmas tradition. It
0: <laughs> well, might I'm watching it this next Christmas. <laughs>
2: it might have to go into One my with like lethal weapon and uh, yeah. Die Hard, and yep, yeah, yeah, uh,
1: with uh, basically Die Hard, Cobra, and any Shane Black movie. Uh, can become your christmas yeah. traditions long
2: kiss good night baby <laughs> i
1: go with kiss kiss bang bang myself but long kiss good night's good uh, that's a good one <laughs> um,
0: uh, i i am a complete nutter monster my christmas movie is jingle all the way you are a monster. i know it's terrible i know that is a bad movie Put that down. Now. Now. <laughs> after year after almost 20 years of working retail no more than 20 years of working retail that movie just speaks to something in my soul.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just, oof, it's rough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, Cobra, is. thank you so much for, for mentioning this one and bringing this one to the show, because I had a blast watching this. I just had oh, so yeah, much yeah, fun. Yeah,
2: yeah, our or we couldn't do one we also hadn't seen, but usually when it's like, hey, we should watch that movie, we just watch it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I get how <laughs> we, that can be. We're not, we're not the kind to of wait. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I totally get it. I just, like, for me, it was one of those, Cobra was a movie that I always, I was always in the orbit of, and I just never, I never landed and watched it um, for whatever reason. And so. That was me now, and
0: Avatar. Yeah.
1: Check that off we're, the list.
2: We're, we're glad we can share it with you, and uh, we'll yeah. uh, see you back in August when you're talking Nick August Cage movies.
1: Yes, or it it's going to happen. Of is that what you that's, guys call that's, it? That's what I call or it, is yeah.
0: Nick August What's, Okay, oh, I have to... So many good Nick Cage <laughs> movies.
1: Gotta ask you, why August? Why did you
2: choose August? It, because Nick August Cage, it just sounded good. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we have bad uh, puns for like the month, Theme, theme yeah theme or whatever and tennis. we were
0: just we were trying to we were like plotting out our year one year and we were like what month sounds the funniest with Nicolas cage so we played around like we we're gonna do november cage but nick august cage sounded the funniest
2: that's awesome that's how we I, make
0: most of our decisions including it, how we got married
2: yeah that's true <laughs> hey, it's...
0: that's how i got a nacho cheese fountain at my wedding <laughs>
1: <laughs> well it worked so that's cool i it, it's funny because you know, I I chose August just randomly. It was the first year of doing the show, and August was coming up, and I'm like, I want to do all Nick Cage movies this month. I think that would be fun because he's amazing, and it just became Absolutely. my yearly tradition. And it was just a random thing. So it's funny that you do August Nicholas Cage movies as well. But yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely have something going on uh, during Cage Palooza, some kind of crossover. We'll talk about uh, as we get closer yeah. to that because that'll be a lot of fun. But speaking of, you guys do a show. Let people know what that show is, where they can find it. Um, Because I was on it recently as well.
2: Yeah, say we're on uh, all the major podcatchers under everything I learned from movies where we talk about uh, bad movies and uh, good beer, basically. Bad, but questionable movies. Like we, we almost find something to to love in just about any movie we're willing to
0: defend almost anything but we'll
2: call out your bullshit too like even if you're a best picture winner we'll we'll, Mm -hmm. we'll especially
0: if you're best it's it mostly started because we realized all the movies we loved everybody else thought were terrible my favorite movie (laughs) in the entire world is big trouble in little china and my mother my dear sweet 70 year old mother her favorite movie to this day is a boy and his dog so which if you haven't seen, I highly recommend. I, it's eighteen year old Don Johnson and a telepathic speaking dog in a post apocalyptic world.
1: Yeah, that's that's one I yeah. have not seen, but Big Trouble with Little China, favorite of mine since I was just a, a wee little one. My dad had it on Yeah. We had that on a Betamax tape, and I loved it from the very beginning. I I'm a John oh, Carpenter. Yeah, we had it
0: on a laserdisc. Yeah, in fact I'm pretty in fact, sure we have laser
1: I'm pretty sure we got it from a laserdisc, disc uh, recorded and yes. John Carpenter is one of my favorite directors. So everything he's made, I love. And, uh, that's one of them. See, see, I'm the same way. I'm like you, I will find something I like about every movie I've Are done.
2: Back? Are we still plugging? Oh, sorry.
1: Uh, yes.
2: Sorry. Never mind. Nope. You're, you're fine. The
1: dog out. Um, oh, but <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way in that I can find something about any movie i like so uh i enjoy that about and you just recently did a highlander month right so you do like themed months usually
2: yes and usually yeah we did highlander month you joined us for highlander endgame uh which was amazing thank you so much <laughs> um right now like february we're doing kind of a random month where we had the uh, guest pick or we picked mm-hmm. for the guests with their well wishes
0: yeah, but but I mean, if you look back through our catalog, yeah, uh, some of our favorite theme months that we continue are things like April, where we do ape theme movies, okay. or October. We've done like uh, June Claude Van Damme. Nice. Yes. Yeah. You know? Oh, and Jean-Claude Van January. Jason Maytham. Jason Maytham.
2: Uh, Time Travel Month.
0: (laughs) Oh, uh, Marky March.
2: Yeah, Marky March is coming up. In the past, it was Mark Wahlberg movies, but this year it's a little different. It's going to be a Mark Hamill movie. Yeah, I mean,
0: we can mix up our marks for Marky March. That's right.
1: Uh, Is one of your your Mark Hamill movies this year going to be The Giver?
2: It is. Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah, it, it's basically it's basically that uh that area between Slipstream and like Village of the Damned where we're kind of Perfect.
0: focusing. Yeah. Perfect.
1: I love it. Uh, so we that's...
0: fell down a Mark Hamill rabbit hole thanks to Tubi <laughs> yeah. uh, a couple of months ago and oh my god, you guys, Mark Hamill has so many dimensions it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> He's not just Corvette Summer.
1: Anyway. Right. <laughs> So that's everything I learned from movies. Check it out. Uh, I had a blast coming on the show talking. I mean, I'll always talk Highland or anything, but it was a lot of fun coming on and chatting with you guys. And it's been fun having you come on to this show and talk with me. I've uh, it, I've been waiting to watch this movie. I watched it, and I was just like, okay, okay, got to focus, got to got to gather my thoughts because this is going to be a fun <laughs> this one. Is
2: a lot um it's a lot in a tight 80 minutes too (laughs) yeah which i
0: also (laughs) appreciate 80 minutes
1: yeah i appreciate (laughs) a movie because like last week i did everything everywhere all at once fantastic movie love every second of it two hours and 20 minutes long it's a long movie um so it's nice when you can watch something that's you know 85 minutes with credits uh and and you can get in and get out um so yeah thank you so much this was a ton of fun uh everything i learned from movies check that show out next week for this show you're gonna be surprised because i am as well i don't know what it's gonna be yet um so you have to keep an eye out on all my social medias to find out what movie i'm watching and who my guest will be uh, but you can find me on all of those as tv's travis you guys are on uh twitter and blue sky right as uh,
2: eilfm movies i think it's uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Patreon, and Blueski at E I L F Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. They uh.
0: don't always cough my way through podcasts. <laughs> yeah, she's um, Unfortunately, I did get pneumonia over the winter. And then just literally the week I stopped coughing, my lovely husband brought home another cold.
1: Oh, fun. He... But
0: I swear there are podcasts where I don't cough my way through them. I believe you. I swear.
1: It just See, I have
2: pretty good at editing most of it out. Though.
1: I think <laughs> I think it's my fault, right? Like because the both times I've been on, it's happened when you've come on my show. Oh, no, show. It's, no, no, no. it's just
0: been this winter. <laughs> it's just been this winter in general. Wait, did
2: he give us the virus? Yeah, hey, hey, we'll blame you. No, I was kidding.
0: <laughs> there you
1: go. I'll take the blame. That's fine. Damn. I'm far enough away. You can't do anything about it anyway. Um no thank thank oh, you so travel.
0: much. We'll come for you.
1: Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Thanks
2: for having us, Travis. Yeah, <laughs> this was That wasn't a threat, I swear. <laughs> uh
1: this has been so much fun. We'll definitely do this again. Uh you're coming back in August. I've, I've already decided that we'll yeah. just figure out what we're going to I think we've already kind of landed on a movie too, which is nice. But you'll have to wait to find out what that is. Um if you do like this show and you're listening to it now, uh and you want to help Uh, Back the show in a financial way. There's a Patreon for it, patreon.com slash W Y H S. You can go to my site, tvstravis.com, find this show, find a couple of the other shows that I do. I'm I'm doing four podcasts right now because I'm a crazy person. And uh, obviously, I just can't stop. But um, you can find them all there, tvstravis.com. What's that?
0: I said, Are you at least married to your co host? Uh,
1: No, I don't have any. Uh, Well, no. Um, but I thankfully only have to show up for two of them I don't have to produce those two so.
0: Uh,
1: but yeah you can find all that at tvstravis.com so until next week and our To Be Determined movie um, Steve, Izzy, thank you so much uh, and everybody out there remember to enjoy your movies and let's be excellent to each other all right, this has been Wait You Haven't Seen Oh, the trouble with you is you're too violent
0: diamond club hopes you have enjoyed this broker <laughs>